0: Welcome to Tier Report, the podcast that gives you a fan's voice on all things going on with A Sharks and the Barracuda. As always, everything said in this podcast is 100% my own personal opinions and is not affiliated with either team or the respective leagues. And now it's time for a brand new edition of Tier Report, the podcast made by a fan for the fans. So here we are, hockey season finally here, and it's the brand, brand new world! No seriously, it's a brand new world people now, okay? We- <laughs> Oh no! I see what Commissioner Bevin is Deputy Baudet tried to do. No, 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 It's not the good old days before COVID, it's a brand new world. Yeah, as that say, as that song goes, no, it's the new dome. It's a new day, it's a new life for me, and I'm feeling good. You know that one? Who actually sung that song? I know Michael Buble did a did a smashing cover of it, but I don't know who the original right single was of it. Get touched touch with me by the by Machine mail, Let me know who it was. Love love your feedback and thoughts and questions. I'll touch a lot more than in the show. Um. Hey, so yeah, so while the air might be trying to pretend that we are now back to the good old days before COVID, uh, we actually are not in the good old days before COVID, because obviously the bias is still here, okay? The bias is still plaguing us, um, and I think we got a good reminder of that on opening night, we obviously the need to that the COVID is still here, and we will still be hearing COVID protocol stories, left, right, because the bias is still here, it's not going anywhere, it's just not as bad as it was... Two years ago now, um, so it's still here, and um, and of course, a lot has changed. The league now since the good old days for Kobe. You know we've got we've got a thirty-second franchise. Hello, Seattle Kraken fans! If you're listening, welcome. Finally, officially welcome. You're here now. Welcome, to all you who are listening, uh, whether you are written the Kraken. Welcome. Love to have you on board. Going to be teaching you guys a lot along with our to conference rivals and watch um over the next couple of months um so welcome to you guys got them now officially here you know um we've also got obviously arizona oh my lovely desert dogs um now shifted to the central division um and of course we now have a brand new schedule matrix i am just loving it so of course um it's going to make it well it's not completely brand new it's just a little shift in how you play your division rivals so i'll run running free to just a bit so you still play the teams in the opposite conference to you so we'll use the sharks here so you still play the teams in the opposite conference to you twice home of the way so that's two lots of eights so that's 16 in total, so, total you still play the t- the teams in the in the division in in the other division that your company is in so for us that's the central. So you still play them three times so but now it's but instead of doing three times seven it's now three times eight uh, whereas we are now in that division so it's three times eight now so that would be 20 so that is 24. and then basically so twenty-four. And then the rest of the games obviously you uh, your division rivals but now instead of playing your division rivals four times a year or for the last few years some of them five because vegas throwing a in, being in really an odd number league um for some yet to play five times uh, so instead of playing your division, your division rivals now four times a year you will play all your division rivals at least three times so the same amount of times you play your team the team's the division in your comments that you don't play in but some of your vision rivals you'll see at least four you'll see a maximum of four times um now i've not worked out who it is that we it, this year we see in four four or three vision. Uh, i'm sure you guys could work it out for me um yeah so it's a brand new schedule to make sure. i think this is going to be a great shift shift you know it helps obviously to deal with the fact you've now got 32 clubs in and the league still wants to do 82 games that helps that nice and smoothly and also it will help to create some new rivalries help to bring back some old rivalries that might have not been as great as they have been in past years but it's an interesting new schedule matrix it's going to make the bit of rival games a lot more exciting so commissioner bettman and deputy commissioner Daly, you can pretend all you want that we are back to the good days before covid when actual fact we are not back in the good old days because it's a brand new dawn for this league and also for the teleport podcast okay because yes it's season four this is ep- this is actually episode three uh now of season four um so we had a little summer catch-up show back in september and obviously last month we did our first and a pre-season show i don't know how that's gone down well i don't uh like i say i don't like to do pre-season predictions because it just aren't gonna come true um, it was just a bunch of rambling for a good three quarters of the chong. Um, we did look back on the pre-season games itself, but let me know your thoughts about that, you know, because depending on, um, Lister Fever, we might not do that as a regular Fever. <laughs> but at least we can say we've done it at least once. Well, That'll be some point out when we get to the end of the year. End of the year, the year. Oh, but yeah. So you can pretend all you want It's a brand new, it's back to the gold days. It's not. Okay, so. For season four, we're doing things a little bit differently this year, because obviously we've got a little change up. Because obviously Pacific Watch is now no longer Pacific, it's now known as West Watch. I'll explain again when we get into that. We've got some good uh, segments coming up in that uh, West Watch. I think you can guess what Wallum's going to be, but I'll let you keep guessing while that happens. So, I'm going to go through the menu of how it's going to work now uh Here on on the tour podcast, so we're going to start, as always, with the first half of looking back on the on the mum that's been for your sharks. Then, after we've done the first part of those lookbacks, we'll go into the West Watch as our middle section, see what our Western combos has been up to. Hopefully, they're giving us some nice, good news content. Um, that'll be there Arthur. after after West Watch. We're going go to go into Cooler Corner, and we've spiced it up a bit this year. We're going to add a bit more meat to the bone. Um compared to how we started last year. Then, after Coo Caller, we'll go back and finish off the lookbacks. So that's that's how we're going to do it uh, this year. I've always wanted the lookbacks to be the start of the show and the end of the show, because it just works well, works smoothly, particularly at the end when you've got to try and sign off. So that's how good it is, yeah. So that's the menu, how it's going to be for uh, for uh, season four. And obviously, that will run up from now up until our penultimate show, because obviously, as you know from the finale, it all works a bit differently because we, we have a little bit extra segments. Um, but yeah, so that's, this is um, all great. So before we get started, I'm sure some of you are probably going to be wondering, what are my thoughts on the Abandon Kane situation? Um, well, I've actually been, been keeping quiet up until now. I know a lot of people have made their voices very very clear on social media and that they want him now gone um, th- and they feel that obviously the management is not doing um, a good job on the on the matter um, yeah, and they feel that s- it's some- something needs to be taken um, yeah i've kept quiet because i don't know the ins and outs and obviously you know we've got no idea what's going on in people's lives so i've kept quiet up until now when um you know they had that statement come out about what has happened with the suspension so i'll read the um shark statement uh just in case you're not not really familiar so the shark statement on the matter was that the nhl has advised our organization that K has been suspended without pay for 21 games for an established violation of and lack of compliance with the AHR, AHRPA COVID nineteen protocols. While we are encouraged by Abanda's commitment to moving forward, we are extremely disappointed by his disregard for the health and safety protocols put in place by the AHR and the HRPA. We will not be commenting further on Abanda's status prior to the conclusion of the AHR's mandated suspension. Okay, now that suspension is going to end on November the 30th when we play New Jersey. Uh, see, so before that, he can't come back. Um, now, I can get why the Sharks don't want to come any further while the suspension is in play, because I think they're going to want to use the, susp- the time of the suspension to work out what do we do next. Um, but... Why, I don't know about you, my first Teal Town citizens, but for me, by the end of November, I need to have a concrete decision on what you want to do with him. Is he in or is he out? And if he's going to be out, how do you do it? Um, because really, there's only, if, we, because really, if you want to get rid of him, there's only one route and that, that I can see possible, and that would be to buy out his contract. Because... I don't think any team would want to trade, would want to do a trade for him, given the amount of excess baggage he's going to bring, you know, so really if the Sharks do decide, well, you know, we can't, we can't go any further, we, cannot go any further, so we have to wash our, our hands here, I was going to do fins, but this is not the type of puns, we've got to wash hands yet, we can't anymore. The only way to do it would be to buy out his con- the remainder of his contract. Because no, I can't see any other team. I can't even see Seattle wanting him. No, I can't even see that happening. No team's going to want to enter a trade for him. With all that baggage. No. Okay, so. Here's my thoughts. I want him out. Okay, I want him out. All the other stuff's been happening, okay. Yeah, I mean, there's not been any really this- all the fans there yet. But... For me, for this whole whole mess of a situation, you can call it a mess. I have been felt on that. I do not want people on this franchise that are going to damage our reputation. I am so proud to be a Thursday Shark. I've been one since 2009. Um, I so um I'm nearly so it's nearly been 13 years now so as we get to January and um, it'll be 13 years since I became a shark um and I do love being a, side of a shark I love obviously making this podcast uh, I'm just so proud to be a shark and I care about my franchise so much that I do not want to have people associated with this franchise who are going to damage the reputation of this franchise particularly at a very crucial time for our sharks going forward We've missed the postings of the last two years in a row now. We have lost a bit of our identity of what we used to be throughout the last decade. We are focusing this year on trying to, as I say, hashtag turn the tide. If you follow my Twitter account this year, you get, and you're going to see me posting that a lot when we talk about sharks this year. You're going to see me do that a lot. Seriously, as as how in our first year of the podcast, I kept doing hashtag RTMRTime. Our our time? Yeah, our team, our time. I'm doing that a lot this year because I felt like this year we've got to uh, hashtag ton of tides. So this is a critical season for our sharks to try to try at the very least get back into contention. Okay? For a player spot at least. Okay. Um so yeah. So this is a crucial. Work. We can't have people who are going to be damaging the reputation of this of this beloved, of beloved franchise. Now I love and of course you guys love too. Um, and plus, oh, it's a COVID thing, isn't it? The last two years, right, Of COVID, particularly here in England, whenever we hear that somebody has broken the rules, we literally just lash out at them. No matter what, no matter who they are, or what it is, or whatever the reason was how breaks the rules, we just simply just lash at them, and we basically try to wash our hands with them. Um, and... I now take a very dim view at people who are basically just blatantly disregarding the rules, um, just because they think they can. Um, you know, particularly given how we've had we've had to sacrifice so much. I think about what I've had to give up a lot because I'm not highly any because I'm not highly performing arts work. price this pandemic, I've literally just been stuck here in my house with my brand trying. And yes, I managed to grow it further, um, I've obviously got to report bids launch during it. I created some brand new shows as well to go, to go along with my many extensive look of content. Um, you know, but for me, I just missed our, uh, going into our performing arts venues a lot for this pandemic. Um, I've only just now started to get back into the club, the restrictions here in England have eased a bit now. So you can now go into cinemas, you can now go to theatres, uh, you can now see dialogue again. But I do, but I just, but it still hits me about how much I missed it, particularly in the West End, you know, throughout this pandemic. Um, so I take a very, very deep view of people who, basically, as it said in the statement, um violating and a lack of compliance with these rules uh, it's just I just take a dim view because I just keep thinking about how much I've sacrificed you know I'd not be able to go to my performing arts venues I'm not even able to c- c- go on holiday either I'm craving to get back out to California you know I was hoping to do it during the fir- third birthday season because um, back on the winter classic 2020 I b- 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 was preparing I was like right when the schedule comes up in June 2020 for 2021, I'm gonna work out how many games I can get, where's the most I can get out, and just go. There, of course, two months later, March 2020, pandemic hits, and I put the end to that. Um, how is restrictions now in America? Can people fly to America yet from England yet? Alright, anyway, so I'm still waiting for the because like green lights for when we can get back to America. Cause like, I'm just craving to be back out there with you guys, you know. I just want to be back out of cover because I loved it when I was there back in twenty eighteen. I just loved it so it felt like home. I am craving to get back out of with you guys. Um yeah, so I missed that too. Uh, but I was Performing Arts was Okay. If you had to make a list what I was missing the most throughout the, throughout the pandemic this last years. Performing arts first. California. Getting out to California, second. But you are close second. That's what I'm missing. So I can't wait to so can get the green light. I'm out there. Okay, I'm gonna be out there. Um, yeah. So, personally, for me, I want him gone. I have, I have, I've, I've had enough. Because this is not the first drama he's. He, we've heard about about the being in over the off, off, over the off season, and I'm pretty sure it's not gonna be the last. So, and I know. A few players aren't so happy with him either. Would would be glad to not have him back either. So, let's do us all a favour and be like, well, he had a great run with us, but I'm sorry. P- Push has now, we're, we're in a critical mode here. Push has now come to shove, and it's time for him to shove off the edge of the cliff. Well, not, not literally. No, that's probably a bit too harsh, but, look, but you get on it me. It's basically, thank you for your service. Here's your P forty five, or whatever, or whatever they're coming tonight is in America. But here's your P forty five, mate. Off you go. Get go and go and sort yourself out. Get some help, please, for, all, for all our sakes and yours. Just get yourself sorted. If Robbie get yourself sorted, then come here and be all a mess. Because uh, this is because, like I said, this is a critical time for Sharks hockey. It's a critical, critical time. We've got to get back to be what we were. Before the 1920 season, really. That's what we, we need to be back. We need to regaining what we lost in that in that time. Okay, so yeah. So personally, I want him gone. Um, I am a bit sorry it's had to come for this, cause he he has done has been good a good asset to us for his, his very brief time. Um, but I'm afraid push has now come to shove. And it's time that, that the management takes a decision. Like I say, use this time. Use the suspension time to work out what you want to do. So I don't think we're going to hear anything now on the, the matter till after suspension. So yes, use that time. So you time use the, suspe- the suspension to work out what you want to do. Then from December, make a decision. He's either in or he's out. Alright? And once you've made that decision, you've got you've got to stick with it. Okay? You've got to stick with it. Okay? If, so yeah, but like I say, if you choose to have him out, then your only option is to do a buyout. Because I can't see, I, I can't, no. I can't see any sort of team what, that, would, that would trade for him. I can't see it happening. Right, not even the newbies, not even the cracker, I can't see even them being that desperate to do it either. Because you would have to, because it wouldn't be just him you get, it would be all the baggage that has that's played him so far these last few months. So yeah, so yeah. So that's my quick thoughts about it, I and mean, it's, it's not pretty, but for me, I know where I am now in the situation, and that is I definitely want him. Out, because I just like I say, I do not want um people in this franchise who are just gonna damage reputation. It's, it's bad enough with uh, Eric Carlson, you know, manning up like I didn't come But we but but yeah, but you're the problem, mate. You're why we're in that mess in the first place. That we're going go further because we covered that last year. We covered that we covered that last year on our, on our live. Air. So we're not gonna go further to that. But like I say, I do not want to have players. On this franchise that, that I love so much, and that you love so much, we do, I don't want to have players on this franchise that are going to damage the franchise reputation going forward. <sighs> okay, right, and brief! It got a bit I on it, but I just wanted to give you my quick thoughts, uh, just in case you wanted to know what my thoughts are. Because obviously, the beauty of this podcast is, is I, it's made by a fan, for you the fans. I'm not tied to the Shark Nation anyway. Obviously I live in England for God's sake. I live, in, I live across the other side of the pond. You know. Been loyal following the team for 13 years. um, Almost 13 years. It'll be, it'll be 30 years in January. Um, you know. So I've got the freedom. I can literally say whatever I like about it. And not get rammed for it. But yeah. So, yeah. Okay. Right. Let's pause for a moment, and then when we come back, we'll get started with looking back on the first month of the Sharks' 31st National Hockey League season. Well, what an amazing way to start uh, the month. The year, this new world we're now in of actual hockey. I don't think you could have asked more from this team in the first half of this month. It's just been rosy. Okay, yeah, a few little kings to work on there. I mean, obviously, you know, you know they're just getting news to each other. There's a lot of new things here. Um, but the pieces of all for the place eventually. But yeah, so, ah, oh, it's just a great first start to look back. So, now, before we get started, well, i think it's been quite weird. Uh, obviously, we've started a little bit later than normal, um, then we have uh, in actual seasons past. Normally, we can begin right at the very beginning of October, and this year we've not really started until the middle of October. But, Sharks hockey, you normally expect to see kick straight off, either on opening night of the of the league, or late after. So, it's very weird when are October 16th, um, we still haven't officially kicked off yet. Whereas lob teams had but it's okay you know it doesn't matter I mean obviously everyone will play all h2 games eventually but it's yeah. so october 16th opening night opener the Winnipeg jets the our very own west side story on ice uh i can't i, I actually have seen it on in, in the theater but i can't remember which side came up with the least amount of casualties bigger is our side the sharks um Anyway. and oh what a way to start the season now the sharks did have to rally i mean Winnipeg did get a two nil lead quite early they said that's it but you know what was amazing for this team i, I saw once they struck back it was like they never been away and they got in Winnipeg's head this is what i was loving to see because with rudolph balser's goal it went in and then there was a little bit of a scrap going around there. So you didn't get to see an actual replay of Balsa's goal. And I was like, I want to see it again. I want to see goal again. Because okay, I thought it was a bit of a strange one. It was just chaos. And at that point it was thinking, oh my God. Have we got into the Winnipeg Jets' head? Have we got inside their heads? I'm like, yes. Yes. Come on. I mean, I don't think I've seen that before. For quite some time a team literally frustrated by what we've done i mean we were trying we weren't trying to kill anyone one's careers or mur or murder people like winnipeg have done in the past you know you know it was just no because these games do get bloody no these games against winnipeg do get bloody they, they really they really do i think i mentioned on previous seasons they do get bloody so yeah but um uh, so the fact that after that we got into Cy Peg's head, I was just like, that is just so amazing to see. I also was quite amazing to see was the youth uh, doing well with Andrew um uh, getting his first goal of the season. And I can't believe I'm doing this very early night. We have first ever NHL goal, people. <laughs> For... Jasper Webberby! Wow! Those were some of the highest goals there. Wow, I can't believe we did that, that straight away! Normally, you don't, we don't get the Woo Woo Woo! Until quite midway through the month. See I'm hoping that opening night? That's just amazing. So, well done to see that. Absolutely amazing. Sharks fought hard here. You know, because opening night, ma- uh, sorry, Hopeless, sorry, have not been our foresight for a good few years. In fact, I was trying to remember. Uh, well, I was watching. I was trying to remember when was the last time we had one uh, a hurdler. Uh, we did it last season. Uh, that's for sure. We didn't do it in 2019, 20... Yeah, nineteen. Oh, oh, it's hard because obviously twenty twenty one season was all done in twenty twenty one, so you got to remember. So we did it last season. We didn't do it in twenty nineteen. oh sorry, Also, I should mention the team. So twenty. So last season it was. It was against. Be- we did it against Vegas. 2019, we didn't do it against Vegas, again. 2018, we didn't do it against the Flyers. 2017, we didn't do it against the Ducks. The last time we won a home opener before this match was in the, was 2016 when we beat LA on the night that we raised the Western Conference Bar that we won in, twi- in, the, in the summer of 2016. That was the last time... The Sharks would have a Until this night. So great work there. And so after that. The Sharks began their first road trip of the year. And it's a Barbie one. Now I'm going to let you to a little secret guys. I've kind. Of, now you're not going to believe this. You're not going to believe this right. But I kind of missed the Barbie road trips. <laughs> I have. I generally have missed the Barbie road trips. You know. Because obviously Last year, um, you know, you only got to play teams in your respective division. Probably the travel restrictions, border restrictions, left and all that. So you only got to play um, against the, the seven or if you were the Canadian division, six teams that you had as division rivals. So the furthest the Sharks travelled last year was Saint Louis missouri that was the that was the furthest the sharks traveled last year so i kind of have secretly missed the barbie road trips so i'm quite so i'm so pleased that the first road trip of the year is a barbie road trip because i'm just like ah now it's not as barbie as barbie road trips of the past you know it's dominantly all east the last one on the, on, the schedule, on the schedule is in Nashville. But it kind of is bar because you've got three games in Eastern Canada, which is never an easy um, area to, to, to play in. So you've got three in a row in Eastern Canada. You've got a pit stop in Massachusetts to play a team that you probably are not going to get anything out of. And then you finish off in Tennessee to play the Preds. So it's sort of, it's balmy, because I think it was just all Eastern Conference teams, and that gets those games out of the way quicker the better. But it is kind of a bit of a Barbie road trip. I I know, I know, my dear viewers, my listeners, I cannot believe that even I have missed the Barbie road trip. (laughs) Oh, Oh, I'm so, oh, right. Okay, so we get started. Right, right. So... October 19, Sharks. Oh, sorry, I forgot to mention the scoreline. Oh, oh my God. Oh, my God. Sorry, I forgot to mention the scoreline for the previous game. So, the October 16, it was Jets 3, Sharks 4. Right. Oh, my God. It's been been a while, you know. It's been a while. We, we, We haven't had a break since, since, uh... You know, since September, since September 20, 2020. That's the last time we've had a break, you know. It's just, oh, we've been, we've been, we've been put, uh, uh we'll get back. Uh, right. Won't make that mistake again. Right. It's because I was getting excited about a Bobby Brown trip. Right. i Sharks by Canadians. Zero. Aiden Hill. Brilliant net. Getting, um, the shutout. Amazing work there. And, um. Jonathan Darlem made history here on this game, collecting his first two NHL goals. I won't do it twice, I'll just do it once. the... A... There you go. In a game that basically saw the Sharks off the races. AHL he gained a massive boost to his performance by shutting the door on Lash's Stanley Cup fireless in what was a big st- start to obviously the first Bobby road trip of the season. Now... What I about Jonathan Dahl's two opening goals here, the first one, we didn't know it was his. I can't remember who it was originally credited to, but originally it wasn't credited to Dahl. I think Dahl was credited with an assist, um, and so we didn't realise it was his first goal. And then, when he got the second goal of the game, that was the one he celebrated, because obviously we still hadn't got the scoring change yet, and we saw him celebrate, and was like, oh, it's not good for him! And then later on, half of the first period, we got the update, we got the scoring change. And in fact, he actually did get the first goal of the game as well. Um, but I'm kind of glad he, he got to celebrate. was just absolutely amazing there. Now, to give Montreal their due, okay. It's going to be tough for them this year, you know. Um, last year, they only just got into the postseason. season um, They got the last spot in the North Division. Yeah, I have to play their Canadian rivals. Um, a lot of people are saying that obviously last year was a fluke for them. It was not. Okay, You don't get to the Stanley Cup final by a fluke. It doesn't happen by accident. And let's remember, Montreal got they didn't get to that cup final by beating three good teams. They knocked out three cup contenders in the form of Toronto. who Everybody predicted the big favorite, so they went out first then in Winnipeg, and then Vegas. And ultimately, they were rubbish in the final against Tampa. But again, so was Dallas the previous year, so it's fine. Um, but of course, what helped Montreal a lot last year was their uh, theater, the Laval Rocket. They had an amazing season last year. I, were, I kept thinking that if we had, play, had the Colour Cup playoffs, I think Laval would have been a big favourite to have won the Colour Cup. But of course, we didn't. Um, we did but uh, we did have some playoff of hockey hl last year but it was just um yeah so the lob, lob rocket they won the hl version of the president's trophy but the one play hl i can't pronounce it out so yeah so yeah so for all you know that he wants to bash montreal think it through before you want to have a go at something go a go at it because montreal did not get that far last year on a fluke they didn't get they didn't get that by accident they got there by beating three cut contenders and also had a very strong youth development in the form of the Larble Rocket doing amazingly well there. So I just want to give Montreal their due there because um, it is a bit similar to what happened to us in the 1920 season, by the way. It went long before we see them again. Right. Now it's time to move away from Montreal and on to Ontario for the first back-to-back of the night. Now. During the Montreal game, I was thinking, what would I do if I was in Bob Boone's position? The next three games, two of them are back-to-back. Then you've got Boston. I would have thought to put Aiden Hill in net for the Ottawa game. James Ryder goes in net for the Toronto game. And then probably would have put Aiden Hill in to start Boston and see how it goes. Because uh, you know with Boston, you're not going to be able to get anything out of that. So, I was a bit sort of surprised that Jay's Robert got the star, but I'm kind of glad he got Dick at the star so he can get his, um, to, to a feel for how the ice time. Now, of course, as we all know, James Robert is not you to Saturdays. He did have a brief stint, um, but it's been quite a while since then. He's been with mean, a couple of other teasers then, so. Anyway. But yeah, so I'm kind of glad he way, And he did, he, like, Aiden Hill's first start for the season. James Robert also was a river. Sketchy one. Not sketchy, but it was a bit of a close call. Um, October 21st, Sharks 2 status one, And oh my word, this felt like a Stanley Cup game. It really did. Both teams had their chances. Both teams were really running it. Wow. If we do get Sens Sharks in the, in the Stanley Cup final, that's going to be an epic series. And I think it would be a tough one to do. It could happen. You never know. It could happen. You never know. You know. Everything's got a fair shot. You know? um, but yeah. But the veterans did lead the way in what was a very sticky matchup with the Sens. Um, which despite, now despite the win, there were a couple of mistakes that could have cost us dearly. Um, I'll give you a few because I noticed a few you, as I was watching the game. Um, uh, there are far too many ice things, because as we all know, the rule icing: The team that committed the offense is not allowed to change their players. So that means you have, a, you have a tired core group out there. The other team can make a change and they could catalyze on that. So there's Bartholomew items there. Also, I, I felt Ottawa um, had a bit too much of the puck possession in our zone. And it reminded me of our matchups in St. Louis last year against the Blues. Um, when, we, when we played in the Blues Bar last year, they had a lot of the puck possession in our zone. It just always scares you that because obviously... Because of the zone, they got a fair shot of getting it in the back of the net. And so also Oswe- had their opportunities. By being a low score game, both sides did have the opportunities. But I think Osprey may have had one too many more, um, because we had made some big mistakes. And what I loved Is the team actually admitted to that? You know, during inter- during you know interviews, the team actually during intermission interviews and during the public interviews the team actually admitted that was not our best. I think the word they used was sloppy. So, even they have admitted that it wasn't a great game. And that's what I want to see. I want to see that honesty there. I mean, some people probably wouldn't want to hear their players bash about their game. But actually, no. I want you to be honest with yourselves, you know. Because we're all all a team here. We're all working towards the same goal. We want to get back to the playoffs. We want to be back to being a regular playoff contender at the least. Um, You know. So... Good on the team there. Good on them. I want to see my team be honest with themselves about how the game's doing. I don't want to basically just lie and be trying to brush it off. Because you can't really do that. So I want to see my team be honest with themselves and give them honest thoughts. Because that's what Tierport's all about. You know? So I kind of felt the players were basically doing what my podcast does. You know? Which is give you an honest opinion. You know? About what's going on. In the season, so I just felt I just felt like we I was watching my podcast in, a, in action. There, I was like, oh my god! I just like felt like a proud dad, you know. My my baby's literally out there making a change. You know, it's just so great to see. You know, I mean, so obviously we're in season four now of the Total podcast. We're in season four now. Um, yeah, I, was, I just felt like a proud dad. I was like, oh my god, my podcast is finally rubbing off on the team. Oh my word! I don't know if they actually do know about the podcast, but I just that's what to me what It Just felt like it, 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 like it just felt like I was watching my podcast in action. And the players didn't try to hide with the fact that they were being that they had some sloppiness in that game, taking that first period. And after the first period; it was fine. They tightened up. It was just that first period was the, was the problem. After that, they t- they tightened up, and they actually admitted that. They, so it's like that's what I we'll see on my team whenever they have to talk about it's not nice how to do an interview um you know for performers whether that's players in a sports team or it's performing artists like me it's not nice how to do an interview because you just we're not not trained for them we're not trained for them we focus on what we do out on the field you know so we don't we don't have that so it's not nice but what I want to see from the team is just be honest with yourselves. Be honest about how your game's going, you know? Don't try to sugarcoat it. Don't try to give a false answer or a politician's answer. Just be completely honest with yourselves and give them your full blown, honest opinion how you feel. So, oh. so I just like. I just got a proud dad buys. I was like, oh my god, my baby's actually out in the world. It's actually doing good. Ugh. But that's what I just felt. I just felt, I just spelled my podcast, I'm actually watching my podcast in action. It's just amazing. Right, okay, so. October 22nd now. We're off to Toronto. Now. With back-to-backs, I always hate, but there's two, there's, there's two things in the schedule that I hate. Back-to-backs and masquerade games. And these next 3 will always going to, obviously, have those elements in them. But back-to-backs... Normally, chances are you'll win one, but you probably won't win the other. You know? Because obviously, so obviously, you know, it relies on you having to find some extra energy in the tank that you probably haven't. You probably, um, you know, you've been exhausted. You probably have to travel, you know. And so, yeah. So for me, it was always a bit concerned, particularly going up against Toronto. How is this team going to do the back to back situation here? And oh my word. This team, on October 22nd, did not play like a team in the second night of a back-to-back. I'll give you the score. Sharks by Maple Leafs three. I'm like, whoa! Now, once again, the veterans led the way. Including our captain, local control, getting a... He he set the example here. Getting a hat-trick, which quite ironically, bit of spooky boodoo here. Involved the first goal and the last goal of the game. Um, also dropping darling. Oh, I think he's the one to watch about youth this year. I think he's the one to watch. Um, he got another goal to his tally. Um, as did Timo Meyer and also Eric Carlson. <gasps> is this going to be the year that Carlson finally turns the leaf. It better be because he's still not worth that massive co- contract he signed. Is this gonna be he finally turns the leaf? Who knows? Uh, Lady Hill was further net there and um The Leafs jersey thing. We've got we've gotta mention it, we've gotta mention it. Right. So at the end of the game, I saw this on Twitter by a couple of by some random posts that got that got liked and all that. Uh obviously with Twitter, when you follow accounts that you always see it's worth seeing their tweets that they tweet out. You always see what they like and retweet. Uh, so I saw this random post on Twitter. Um, a Maple Leafs jersey had been was on the ice. Paddy what happened, a fan at the end of the game threw their Maple Leafs jersey on the ice. And I'm just thinking, And I saw that, I was like, Oh, no, come on. Come on. Ha- have some respect, you know. That's not good. Th- not, that's not how you behave as a fan, you know. Expand. Yes, we are passionate about our team. We want our team to do well. It's not going to happen all the time, okay? We want our team to do well. It's not going to happen all the time, but when those times happen, it's about how you deal with it, okay? Alright? So, you know, you've just got to deal with those moments, okay? Because you're not going to go 98-0-0-0. i will explain more about that in the second half of the look-back. Um, Okay, you're not going to be perfect nice 0 oh oh. you are just not. You are going to hit bumps on the road in the way. It's how, it's how you do those bumps, not just as a team, but also as a fan as well. And I just thought, I thought that was a bit uncalled for, you know, that, that you know, us fans, we we love our team, we support our team, and we have to, we have to be with our team for the good, the bad, and the downright ugly. You can't, and doing things like that just shows you up as a band base, it really does. Um. Yeah. And I just felt like was a little bit disrespect there. Because I think the Maple Leafs probably for all oh, Saturday Sharks in town. We've got... They've not been great the last two seasons. We've got this. And... Oh, and... Eh, eh, eh. We came to your barn. And we blew you out of it. right? And you just could not handle that. You could not handle that you got beaten by the bad team on the ice. Sure, Alien Hill could have done with a little... Bit better with some of those goals that gains, but you know it's he's learning, okay? That's through this tandem, they're learning. It's a brand new tandem, they're learning, and we have to give them their due. Come December or January, that'll be completely different number of people. But anyway, yeah, but we'll leave, we'll leave the East Jersey thing, Fernie well new it is on the ice. But that's a little bit disrespectful and shame on you, Maple Leafs fans. All right, we'll leave it there. We'll leave it there, okay? We'll leave it there. So. You could not ask any more of the Sharks from this first half of the month. And so the key thing going into the second half is, when were they going to have a speed bump? And when that speed bump do, did come, how will the Sharks react to it? How does that as a thought, we thought? As we'll be coming back to the second half later on the programme. But, at, coming off the break, it's the Westwatch. I know, it's very, I'm, I'm very excited about how I do doing it. Because obviously, it's now the rebranded Pacific Watch. Remember, i have actually been looking at our division rivals. See the guy use used for everyone well, now. As I mentioned last season, it's our—it's all of our commerce rivals, so all 15 commerce rivals. Um, and and I've, yeah, I think you're gonna like how I've styled the West. But this outline—it's absolutely brilliant. So yeah, so we're gonna take a pause and we come back. It's the first installment of the West Watch. You're listening to the West Watch on the Tyrrell Park podcast. Tonight's main stories Seattle begin life as the 32nd franchise of the National Hockey League. Los Angeles Kings bring out another alternate jersey. And the first candidates for Beijing's 2022 are revealed from the Western Conference. Welcome to this month's edition of the Westwatch. Tonight's main story. The Seattle Kraken have officially begun life as the 32nd franchise of the National Hockey League. Their opening m- month record and ended up being a 3-5-1 as the Kraken show early signs of what they could become further down the, re- the road. Now, it's better to say the Kraken, they may not have begun on the hot street on the Beggars' Golden Knights Dip by in 2017-18, but... What is actually good about that though is like show size signs that Kraken could be a more tolerable member of the Pacific Division than Vegas ever was. And that's what we in Sharks Hockey need right now. It's by no time Vegas behaving the way Vegas does. If we had a second team in the form of Seattle that acted like them, behaved like them, it just would be untourable. One of those kind of teams we can handle. Two at a time, at the same time, sorry, we cannot deal with, okay? So, now, the Kraken are going to show signs of improvement. They are going to do better. But, but I think it's going to be more of a, a couple of years' time. And that will annoy me less than it would if they were like Bakers right now. Because, the Kraken are not the Golden Knights, okay? They're not not the Knights they, okay the Kraken didn't even have any high expectations coming in they, did, they didn't even make these silly bold predictions because Vegas you remember when they got before they even got to expansion I like how oh, in three years time we're gonna make the postseason or oh, in five years time we're gonna host the Stanley Cup and many many more well one of those predictions has come true okay they did obviously make the playoffs within the f- first three years of their life the second one though wow that's pressure on them because we are actually now in year five. We're in year five and still no cup for the desert. Let's keep it that way. Let's keep that cup out of their batter. Let's keep it that way. Um, so, yeah. so for me, I actually was quite impressed with the Krakens opening. Month. I mean, three, five and one. Okay. That's typical for a, for a starting club. Uh, they got the first win in Nashville. Uh, quite close game, actually. The Nashville Predators did get a late goal that far. Away. They got the, got the first win in Nashville. Um, and yes. And from there, it's been sort of a seed already. They had, they, obviously, they started a five game road trip because obviously their arena. I feel like how the Irons Arena is not ready yet. Um, Was ready. That's tough. Especially for a new team to have to do. Um, but they rose the tide. They got through it. I mean, they got. A, they got Three points out of that road trip. Two in Asheville. One in Columbus. But it was an overt- I think it was an overtime result. Overt- overt- they lost their in overtime. So they've not had a shootout yet. That's still to come. Um. But yeah. Now, for me, one of the shocks I felt with Seattle is who got the first Kraken f- goal and who got the first Kraken goal in Claripedia Arena. I had not predicted Ryan DiNardo. Who wasn't taking the expansion draft. He is a late, he was a late side for the free agency. I would not have expected him. To have got the Kraken's first ever goal. But that is what he did. In that first game. Uh, in Vegas. And then obviously when we had C- C- Petrina. Uh, I did not expect. Bid Dum. Who was from the expansion draft. He was taken from the St. Louis Blues. Uh, he got the first C- Kraken home goal. Where uh, I think was it was. Was it he literally bottle was about to ring on the first period but yeah 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 so I think Kraken fans I think you can be pleased you know with how your team's done so far given how you're not Vegas you're not going to be be Vegas, And I don't think you want to be like Vegas you want to be Seattle Kraken because my sympathies with the, with the Kraken this year are everyone's going to try and compare you know to what happened with Vegas in their season? Everyone's going to try and bring up the list of records that Vegas broke in that 17 season and go, Have the Kraken on that one? Well, no. Didn't win the first game. No. Didn't win the, ho- won the home game. No. Didn't win that one. Did, 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 did. No. No. Everyone's going to be trying to do that. I won't be, okay? Because I don't think it's fair that people should try to compare your inaugural season to Vegas inaugural season. They're two different scenarios because... With base this season, that was a fluke. That was a fluke. The Kraken are having a, what we would, would call a traditional expansion team inaugural year, which is where they don't light it up on the ice, they do it off the ice. They, and by that, they focus, what I mean is they focus more on to that relationship with the city, with the community, with the fans. I love how you already call yourself Kraken Nation. Great. But... One month in, and you've already got yourselves a nickname. Great, well done. That shows how much you want to connect with your... with the city of Seattle from the get-go. Well on there. Vegas didn't do any of that. You know, for their inaugural the season. And still happy. I don't think Vegas has really fall the connection. Like, connection really? I'm not sure if I can find any true Golden Knights bands. I think they're all just there for the bandwagon. You know? So it'll be interesting when Vegas gets a, a tough season, how will that bandwagon feel like? But with you guys in... in nation i'll keep using that up in nation, you guys i can see you are for the connection with the city i, I, can, I can tell if the, that the connection has been formed so it's what we the sharks did in 1991 the ducks and pampers in 93 um nashville in 98 Tampa and Oxford in 92 all those 96 expansion franchises i think i might miss water um know. Yeah, that what made those nice expansion franchises work is they weren't focusing on what was going on on the ice they were focusing on what was going on off the ice How can we form a connection with the city we are in because we see ourselves being a long-term thing and All those 90 franchises are in fact only one at 96 expansion franchise is no longer with us And that is caused the Atlanta Thrashers who came in 1999 um, And they of course were relocated in 2011 to Winnipeg. So they're the only one of the whole 96 expansion franchises that happened that are no longer with us so the 90 bunch franch- Fighters, they're all going strong. Very successes, yes, but they're still going strong. Why are they still going strong, you ask? Because those 90 expansion prizes, and our sharks included, we uh, built a connection with our city rather than focus on the island. And just let that develop. Because it will develop, but it's going to happen naturally. And of course, Grand Members of Kraken don't have an AHL front of their own yet. You know, Coachella Valley is still a year away. Um, so they had to t- had to do a dual partnership with the Florida Pampers and Charlotte. Uh, so I think that will be interesting when we get to the next season. Now, while I've said I do love what you're doing off the ice, I've got a few little bits and pieces I need to talk about, okay? Okay. Because there's some things that you that irritate me about the Kraken dude, has and ween and all that. Um, your power play, okay? Some teams do have sponsored power play, some teams don't, mine doesn't. But how can you have a sponsor power play to the draw? theme tune, you know, the... You can't do that. Uh, Vegas is, we all know off by heart, don't worry, I'm not going to do it. But the Krakens, seems to be, their power play, seems to be sponsored by ZOOM! Now we all know what ZOOM is, ZOOM isn't, is, um, it's sort of how a lot of us we connected with our loved ones on the pandemic, but I'm thinking... Hang on! You can't have your party sponsored by Zoom. I'm sure that's not not legal. Get the lawyers. So I couldn't hear it properly in the first game when against the Canucks, um, and then the next fucking game I got watched was then one against the Rangers. I had was like, oh my god, it's sponsored by Zoom. It's sponsored by Zoom. Where are my lawyers? Where are my lawyers? Can't have that. Oh. Um. But yeah. Go-Horn is not really that great. It's a bit boring, you know, but there again, not everyone's got a local hometown band, have they? Again, the rest of the Vegas. Um, and, oh, I loved how whenever they announced the goals, you have a little Foghorn to each player's names. <laughs> oh, I loved that. I was like, what the? <laughs> it's a bog slash It's an actual bug oh, oh, keep that. That's why you should be actually starting when you have to score a goal. It's just do the fuck on. Ha <laughs> ha. Oh. Yeah. Um, now there are a few opening night things that really annoy me. First of all is Commissioner Bettman. Uh, now I don't recall him being at Baker's o- o- uh um, opening night. So wow. So already you can see who the favouritism is there. Um, but at the end of his speech he signed off with saying. Let's go Kraken. I'm like, no! Did you just do that? Did you just do that? Oh my god! He's just signalled whose favourites are! But the Commission of the League, you can't show favouritism! He's just gone and done it! Oh my bloody god. Erm, um, then the 32 banner. Right. I can get why you did it, okay? Because obviously, we all remember that day in 28th, March 2018, the c ticket Drive opened, you got 30 ballots of things within the first I don't even know if it was. And that, of course, basically said the signal of, well, Seattle's getting it. I remember that day very fondly, how, where I heard that, I was like, yeah, it's all said and done, isn't it? How can, how can you ignore that? There's no way. I thought, yeah, so. So the rest of the year, until the official announcement everything was just a bit yeah before bit is nick we know we know they're coming we know there's gonna be an hr franchise in seattle by 2020 or 2021 um but yeah all uh, right so i get why you did it but no 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 anyone can do that you know anybody could raise a banner Say they've done 32 things. like how you, some, a bakery could phrase, by and say, we, we, we've, we've baked 32 eclairs. Or, um, a, you know, or a TV child can say, all oh, we've hosted 32 shows. Or me, a singer can say, I've sold 32 songs, we can all do that. So it was a bit, That's nah. But that's not the one that really ticked me off. The one that really ticked me off was, was on the second home game against Montreal. They raised a... Now, I knew this was going to happen. I just had a sneaky for you that they're going to try to take sort of that Metropolitan's heritage. And I knew they were going to do it, but I didn't predict how they were going to do it. And so what happened is they raised a 1917 Stanley Cup banner for the match And I was just like, are you taking the mick? Oh, I so wish I wasn't doing this for the podcast right now. Are you literally having take, us on? That's not your heritage. Your expansion franchise. Uh, yes. I get that unlike Vegas. Seattle has got this. Hockey heritage. It did have hockey beforehand. It had had success beforehand. But that's not your heritage. Alright. I know you missed out on the reverse retro. Cash, cash scheme. But that's not your heritage. Therefore you should not be doing that. Alright. Okay. Um. You could, yeah, you could on it during like your pre pre game show, but no, because that's gonna be down the roster for god knows how long now. So yeah, so there's one or five things that the Kraken really are annoying me with, um, but i oh, I actually am quite liking their progress so far. I still think this gonna take a little bit of time to meet to, be, be, to tell them what kind of team they are, um, because obviously we are gonna come back to this in our scenes finale. Because I think by then we'll have a good picture of what the Kraken's like. But I think for this first month, it's not been bad, you know. The Kraken, they, they're finding their way. And that's good. I think I'd rather have the Kraken find their way than be a Vegas 2.0. Because it would just be a nightmare. Um, Yeah. Um, yeah, so I'm seeing good things for the Kraken. Lots of good things to you. Um, just one more question, Kraken Nation. Where are you, where are you getting a mascot? You know, because I think you would be just the sort of team, obviously the Rangers are never going to get one. But I think you would be the sort of team that would be all for it. I mean, you're doing all these other fun little wacky things to get yourselves, you know, connected. So, um, hmm. When are you going to get a mascot? Because I did see something that Philadelphia and Gritty did, but I'm not going to mention that. because it, it was just a bit silly. It was Gritty being Gritty. You'll get used to it. Actually, no, no, you won't get used to Gritty. Um, but yeah, but I'm thinking, Hmm. When's Seattle gonna bring out a mascot? I think Vegas waited until their second home game, I think it was, to bring out Chance. Uh, they didn't the Chan, he didn't come out on the fir- on the um, home opener. I think it was their second game. I think it was also their first loss as well to Detroit. Um yeah, so that's the uh, so Chance didn't do on night one, but he yeah, but so yeah, so when are you gonna get a mascot. But oil, I think well, I see the Kraken so far is good, the question is, what are they going to be going forward? But that's what we'll come back to uh, at a more later time. But Kraken Nation, you are very welcome to the National Hockey League. Well, time will tell if I feel the same way about you being welcome to the division, time will tell. <laughs> time will tell. <laughs> In uh, the news, the LA Kings have released yet another alternate jersey. Literally, how many alternate jerseys have the Air kings got now? You know, it's almost like every single year or every year you hear the Air kings They're releasing them a jersey, releasing them an alternate jersey, releasing them an alternate jersey And they all just look the same, they all just look the same Okay, so they will be wearing this 15, 15! 15 times during the season The first one will be on November the 17th when they host the Washington Capitals. 15! It's not that good, it's not that special about it! I mean, what is there that's different about it? I mean, what is there that's actually different about this? Uh, I'll give you a little more about it. Um, so, they combined the Chrome. Sorry. So, I'll go to the geek, go to the geek there. So, it, the jersey reintroduces the King's 90s logo that was so important to the, to the city and overall pop culture as a permanent alternate mark. The crest and stripes have a full proper silver material to them to honour that the club's primary colours truly are black, white and silver. Are they silver though? As a colour? No, I don't think. Come, now combined with the chrome helmets that originally debuted at the King's Colorado Theme series in 2020. You remember that four-seat all. Oh before obviously all everything went mad um, and the white player gloves it's a fresh new modern look to so the whole kit it also carries a special 90s era logo patch on the players pants and um, oh and the feedback from their players current and past is that our is they university love this jersey uh, says the king's president of hand um, the strong sentiment from our fans—it was really, really easy for us to continue to highlight the logo, to highlight the jersey. Um, well, if you love it that much, why don't you just use it as your new, as your main logo? You know, I mean, because this is a this is a thing now. This is a thing in the 2020s that teams switch back to the old look. You've had Buffalo do it. You've had Ottawa do it. Calgary's done it the kangaroos you can't really tell and now earth Earth now done it so is this an indication the kings are going to do that Um, I don't know. right as a whole it's not really new I love the still. you got the black I can't really tell because I'm not that good because obviously my vision is not good with, co- with seeing different colours and shades, different colours um, the silver and white it's coloured there and the striping is quite good but Oh I know it's just a number of white jersey. I mean Are there King's cash strat? Is this what is that what it is? LA Are you actually strapped cash? And you're constantly making all these different alternate jerseys to get some more revenue. Is that what this is? Here? Is that what is this what this is? Are you that are you that bad for cash. You can't you need to do it for getting revenue by making more jerseys, but I'm sure our rivals from the, sa- from the south, from the border, will probably, I probably love it and all that. But I just don't think it's really great. Well, unfortunately, I think not like you got to it because you're it fifteen times. Fifteen! Bloody hell! Wonder they'll be playing it when we, when we're there. Oh, oh, please no! Oh God! Oh no! Honestly, but yeah, I can't get excited by it. Not because it's one of my rivals from the south of the border, but because it's another alternate jersey. How many more times are the kings in their lives going to keep bringing out, here's another alternate jersey. Here's another alternate one. Here's another one. Oh, there's another alternate jersey. I mean, come on, LA. Seriously? Seriously? You You know the reverse retro scheme's done now, right? You know that's now done? I know you've got yourself lots of options for that, For that, but it's weird to do another. But you know that scheme's now being done? You know, right? You don't need to keep, you don't need to keep making new jerseys now. Mm. But, oh, uh, God. It's just... It's like every other year, LA released a new alternate jersey. They just do another, another, another. And I do remember in our first season, uh, when, when back when it was the Pacific Watch, we did do a feature of LA because they did bring out an, an alternate jersey, but it was basically... The jersey they wore uh, for their 50th anniversary which of course was nice but it was just something it was just something borrowed borrowed wasn't Sorry, it was it was something old it wasn't new it was something borrowed but it wasn't blue hey <laughs> oh <laughs> That's my li- that's my own take on that old uh, saying there um but, uh, but I've only just remembered it because it, it was um on 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 um, last night's episode of the Larkins um, so that's how I remember that like, oh the actual saying is um, let me give you the, the proper saying because um, that was me doing my little uh, take on it there but oh uh... <laughs> Oh my! Oh! <laughs> oh! Let me let me begin, let me do let me do it prop let me do the rhyme properly for you. Okay, so okay, so let me let me do the rhyme properly. Let me bring it up. Oh, not got it right. It's it's called it's something. Oh! 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 I've, I've literally got after oh, there. Right, let me try and find. Let me try and do it. Right here we go. Right here. This see it. This is it. So, this is how it actually is supposed to go. It's something old, something new, something borrowed, something blue. That's what it actually is. Okay. Um, but that's, how, that's how it's actually said, but I just did a little alteration there. Um, uh, literally, because last night I was watching uh, the, uh, the latest of the Larkies. It's an ITB drama. Um, it's actually quite. Star Bradley Walsh. It's quite, it's quite good, actually. Um, and. The episode did involve the last of uh, mom and pop, um, gate crashing a wedding um help with the helping the um couple out um but yeah and so obviously P- um pop brought that up to the, to the to the nervous bride so yeah so that's how I remember it to do it to stay there, like, oh, just there goes like on but seriously right la it's it's nice it's a nice jersey it's nice it's got my god it's not black. It looks nice, it looks pretty, but it ain't new, is it? It's something we've seen before, isn't it? But, uh, but anyway, you guys like it, and that's all that matters, isn't it? Isn't it? That's all that matters, that, all, that is all that matters, that's all that matters in the end, really. As long as the, as long as the founder team is involved, loves it, that's fine. And finally, Olympics fever is in the air, as a course with the confirmation of the HR participation in the upcoming Beijing Winter Olympics. The tensions are rising as to who could be in those rosters when we at Beijing. Now, what's been interesting about this particular Olympics is that I don't think we've ever seen this before. um, That the teams are announcing the first three players who are definitely going to be um, on their rosters. Now, of course, earlier in September, the HR and of course, the IOC, which, of is the International Olympic Committee, announced the agreement, obviously, to send the players to Beijing. Um, and the government bodies for each team um, must announce its first three players by October 15, while submitting their long list. Now, the final rosters are going to be announced in January. But what we got, what we got over this last month uh, was f- confirmation of the three, of the first three players on each team. Uh, squad. So this is absolutely exciting. It's very exciting. Uh, I can't remember if we actually did this. Have if, if, if ever done this in previous Olympics? Because um, obviously it's been eight years since we last had a qualification, But yes, yeah, it's absolutely exciting. So what I could do uh, to finish off this edition of the West Watch is to run down the confirmed players for the West from the Western Conference. Okay, so that's what we're going to do. Um, let me just remind you the tournament will, will, will kick off on february the 9th um and the bronze and gold medal games will be held on february the 19th and of course remember canada and usa are in the same group everybody group a so if you're like me it could be team usa or you're gonna support team Canada. it's group a you're gonna wanna keep an eye on and now and they will square off in the preliminary round on february the 11th Oh, I can't wait for that one. So. What I'm going to do now is run you down through the confirmed players in the rosters. Um, so there's, but I'm only going to mention the Western Conference teams. Okay. So. Okay. So if you, so if you know that there are other team players already confirmed in that line. It doesn't matter. I'm going to, be to mention the Western Conference teams. Okay. So go team by team. So. I'm, I'm going to be group by group. So. Group A. The confirmed Western Commons players from Team Canada are Representing the Everton Oilers Forward Connor McDavid Well that's no surprise there <laughs> And representing the Vegas Golden Knights oh, So Beggars Vegas will have one representative for them It's Alex Petrangelo Defenceman I try, try remember, oh, It's a go. It's a goal Night now. It's like, oh, of course, because I keep thinking he's a, he's, a, he's a blue, he's a blue, he's a blue. Yeah, cause I know he got signed to Vegas and locked to last year, but he's not done much Vegas, hasn't he? Sorry, so yeah, so Team Canada, defenceman Alex Matrangelo from Vegas and forward Comet David from Edmonton are definitely going to be on to Team Canada. Right. Team USA! Uh, I'm hoping we get some sharks on Team USA. Because I know we have got some sharks on other teams, but I hope we can get at least one on Team USA. Because obviously I am gonna be Team USA. So representing the Chicago Blackhawks. Forward Patrick Kane. Hmm, number one not surprised there. And also representing the Chicago Blackhawks, Defenseman Seth Jones. So two Blackhawks there who are definitely gonna be on Team USA. Team Germany. Oh, as I mentioned, not all the teams have announced it. By the way, there are a few that haven't announced it, so I'm just going for the ones that definitely were announced in October. So, okay. So Team Germany, representing the Everton Oilers in the four position. No surprise here. Leon title! So Everton's king and queen will go to Beijing. So that'll be interesting. How they play when they come back after that. And, oh my god, Kraken fans, you're going to have a representative at the Olympics! Goaltender Philip Grubauer is going to represent the Seattle Kraken in the Team Germany. Well done there guys, well done. First year Olympics, you've got a representative, well done you. Vegas can't say that because we didn't go when they came in their first year. Well done Kraken fans. Okay, so the last team in Group A is, of course, the hosting team. Child, they've not announced that yet. Uh, So we'll now move on to Group B. So, um, now, nobody from the Russian Olympic Committee uh, have been announced uh, for Western Conference. Conference. The confirmed three for the Russian Olympic Committee are all from the Eastern Conference. We'll just skip them. Right, same is said for Group B. The Czech Republic They're confirmed for you also All for the East Coast. We'll skip them Right, Switzerland! Right Switzerland Representing the National Predators In defence Is Roman Yossi So that's their captain Definitely going for Team Switzerland And Representing Your oh, Salvation Sharks in the full position, it's Timo Meyer! There we go. So, Switzerland's gonna be having some Timo time. Representing your sharks there in Group B. So, Sweden's going there. So, that's those two. Uh, Denmark! Oh my god! Kraken, Vans! You've got another! But technically, he was a shark. We'll get to him in a minute. So in Denmark, we have representing Winnipeg Jets on the four position. Nikolai Ellers. I don't if I pronounced that right. And then, also on the four position, representing the Seattle Kraken, it's Alexander True. Has he made his mark for Seattle yeah? I don't know if he has played for Seattle But of course, he's the one that uh, the Kraken took from us in the expansion draft. So, but yeah, but technically, so there we go. So, oh well done Kraken, you're already doing better than the Golden Knights, you've got two players confirmed for the Olympics! Well done there, so that's group B, and group C, um, no one in Finland, Finland's confirmed for your all East competition, so I'll skip them. Sweden! One, it's one player from Sweden confirmed, it's Representing the Coral Avalanche on the fourth position, it's Gabriel Lunderskog. So that's a big one for the apps there. Um, Team Slovakia, got two here. So, represented the Bank Canucks, netminder, Jaroslav Halak. And representing the Dallas Stars, is defenseman Andre Sakara. don't know that right and finally team latvia there's only one team latvia on the full position representing your saddles hey, ace jacks that's a surprise i was like wow he's he's still quite you know he spent his himself in the hr but that's amazing work so two sharks already confirmed for olympics that's two more than that's one more than Baker's has got. Eh, 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 eh. Oh yes. So yeah, so that's great. So it's great to know that we will have some sharks in the Olympics. Hopefully, we'll have at least one on Team USA because obviously I'm Team. I'm going to be Team USA. Uh, but that's just great to see. That so, yeah, so great. Um, say that. Yeah, so to my those are uh, three. Those those players I mentioned. They are definitely confirmed um so yeah so the four rosters will be revealed in january so that's something we'll have on the web um uh, on the west watch that'll be a step of the west watch we'll go through all the rosters and confirm to you who definitely is in the B- olympics for the west conference so that's going to be coming kind of on january's west watch uh which will be released before literally before the winter olympics remember that's one it's gonna be a rush to get on record but we will get it done before the Olympics side don't worry it'll be good so yeah so yeah, so that's a great little way to, to uh, finish off the West Watch. Everton fans, does that count you being mentioned? Does it count? No? No? Oh, well, nice try. Anyway, well, that's going to do it for this first installment for the West Watch. okay it is now time for the first edition of the season of kuda corner it is back fresh from its debut last season oh can i just say again it was just so amazing last last year last season on podcast to finally get a segment on our hr affiliates in the book it's something we've been working on throughout season one and season two but it wasn't until back as the season we got it worked out uh yeah, so it was just great to finally get that in the box. Now this year we're gonna try and expand a little bit more on it um this time around. Last year we just basically just run another fixtures. We were just testing the walls really. it was a new segment. This year we're gonna try and go further and try and get a little, little quick little game summary to it. Just to you know, make it feel like we are focusing on it even more. Um so yeah, so Cool. Now this first month, the way the fixtures were scheduled, it was kind of uh, it was like buses. You know, you wait for one to come all your life, and then two show up at once. Be like, will we play a bit of a game? Then we won't play a bit of a game. We were like, we'll play one game, and it would be a couple of week- days later we can do But, but yeah. So, yeah. So, let's started. So, we began the season on October the seventeenth. Yeah, seventeenth. Uh, against the the. Pers- the reigning Pacific Division Champions, Bakersfield Condors. Yes, Henderson, you heard that right. <laughs> it's not you, it's Bakersfield. I know you won the number one team in terms of point percentage, but you're not the official Pacific Division Champions, are you? So, bear in my head, it's not you, it's Bakersfield. Um, and about who they put 34 shots on net in Bakersfield. Um... Even outshoot the Condors 22 to six in the final two periods, but Bakersfield, you uh, know, he was perfect, and his fourth shutout of his career with a one 0 win over your barracuda. and they outshot the Condors in every period. So they did get shots in on the net, but their power play struggled. They were zero for five on the power play. Now, of course, you know power-based things we've been talking about for the Sharks all the last two years but we haven't mentioned on the Barracuda, have we? So, uh, oh dear, I'm hoping our Sharks' bad habits aren't going to run with the Barracuda because we're trying to turn cool with that. Um, now, er, uh, this shootout loss was a, was Saturday's first to open a season. Now, Seth Gribbins scored Bakersfield's only goal on the power play in the second period and now has four points in two games this season so far. And the Barracuda shut out three times last season, including actually the first meeting against the Condors last season. So, mm, Well, as we all know last year, obviously, Baker's Lords had our number. Um, and after that defeat on Sunday, the Barracuda ran out 0 4 1 1. So, zero wins, four four losses, one OT loss, one shutout loss. Over the last six games at Mechanics Bank Arena. So we've not had much luck in how um, Have we? Alexi Melichuk suffered the loss after allowing one goal on 15 shots in the third game of his career, in which he allowed just a single goal. post game summary uh, no bag of goal scorers. Griffin's first of the year and opponent goal scorers. Shots on goal. Barracuda 34, Condors 15. Barracuda were both teams had the exact same amount of power play and penalty minutes, so both teams are to give the penalties first. Both teams had 15 penalty minutes each, but they both had five power plays each. The Condors only capitalized on one of those power plays. That was the lone goal of the game. The Barracuda nil for five on their power play store And actually, it's, so yeah, so a one-nil loss the Condors. Please don't be like last year and then we can't get them again. Because we were just Warren great against the Connors last year. We just oh not Oh, I hope it's not going to be like that again. Right. From a team we had our number last year to a team we hardly saw last year. As on October the 22nd, it was time for the first visit to Colorado Eagles. Now, of course, we didn't see Colorado last year. Uh, despite being um, in our division, we didn't see them at all last year. In fact, the only time we saw Colorado last year was, of course, in the play-in remember to get the, the play-in to get into the Pacific Division playoffs the Barracuda had to beat the con no, Col- no, Col- the Eagles sorry had to beat Colorado that's, that's what I was trying to say they had to beat Colorado to get into the postseason and that's what they did so your Barracuda tripped they trailed three ties that game um at the Budweiser event center but they managed to score twice in the third period to earn a 5-4 regulation win regulation win Oh the car it did that again could have gone to a hockey bit didn't. So three different Barracuda skaters collected multiple points. Nick Merkley, Noah Gregor, and Nick Siak. For the rookie, Siak, it was his first two points of his AHL Flash Pro career. Today that game saw five different lead changes and eight goals after the first period. Alexi Murchak collected his first Way of the Year, turning aside 30 of the 34 shots he faced in the net, while the Eagles netted their fifth power play goal of the year and are now 5 for 15, on the on the season. Colorado also added a short handy goal as well to their tally. And after not scoring the team's opener on Sunday, five different career skaters found the back of the net on the brodo. Mercury's goal scored her just 17 seconds apart in the second mark, marking the two fastest goals scored in Barad. All right, let's go through the post-game summary, shall we? For this one. Okay, so the goal scorers. Well, do you first? So you We had Merkley for his first of the year, Siak for his first of the year. These are all first years, by the way. Howard for his first of the year, Reed for his first of the year, and Leonard for his first of the year. The apparent goal scorers, also all first years, but i will mind anyway. So. Burkhardt, his first of the year, Sikra, his first of the year, Smith, his first of the year, and Baron, his first of the year. Those are scored scores for the Colorado. Shots on goal. 25 for the Barracuda, 34 for the Eagles. Again, both teams, same power plays, same penalties on so the Permanent burst. Both teams had four penalties each. Barracuda, again, didn't capitalise on their power plays. The, Barracuda, uh, the Colorado Eagles sorry, capitalised on one of their power plays. So a great first victory well earned in what was the first back-to-back of the season because the next night we were October 23rd we were back at it at the Colorado Eagles Arena and it was another regulation win for your Barracuda scoring a pair of power play goals so finally power plays on the board and got 45 saves from Zach so to hold off the Eagles oh, at Fordweiser Event Center. For sat Club, the 47 shots faced and 45 saves were career high as the third year pro earned his first win of the year in the season debut. After going 0 for seven on the power play to begin the season, the Ryan Career five managed to go two for three on the night in getting the game-winning goal. From Noah Gregor, uh, well, well a man. J- Jaden Halrach notched a pair of goals in, in the victory and now has three over his last two games. It also marked his fourth career two goal game. Ryan Merkley collected three assists over the weekend, including two on Saturday, and Merkley's two point effort was the second of his career. Before this weekend, the Barracuda had never won. Back-to-back games within the Budweiser Event Center. There it go. There. Deep. Oh God. My laptop's just the brightest down for no goddamn reason. Oh, bear me a sec, guys. We just a little technical. We just had some technical difficulties here. It's not my battery, again, is it? Yes, it is. But yes, it is. It has happened before when I was calling, factory is gone. It got unplugged the lead. give me one sec guys. Alright, there we go. Right. Oh god, so many things on my desk, so, so many wires. It's really is hard to keep things. <laughs> right, back in, give me one sec. <laughs> oh god. It's good that we've got background music now, isn't it? Oh my god, I can see what I'm doing. Ugh. I also don't have an option on my keyboard, by the way, to turn the brightness up. So I've got to do it by, a, you know, going to settings. So bear me one sec. Let's see. Hate technology. We learn like it too much. We do, really do. Oh god! All right, hang on. Get back up. Right there, we go. Fixed it. Right, where were we? Where were we now? Alright, so before this weekend, the who had never won back-to-back games within the Budweiser Event Centre. And the Bakuri are now set to post the per home opener October 29th against the Eagles. So, let's give you the post game act game summary which was about to we got interrupted by technical difficulties. Back goal scorers has for his second and third of the season he got two goals in that game Gregor got his first of the year the opponent goalscorers Sherwood for his third of the year and Burke Chris his of the year though the goal scorers for the Eagles shots on goal 28th for Barracuda 47 for the Eagles and for the third consecutive game in a row the Barracuda and their opponent were equal on the power plays, the mid- plays both had three each both had six pair minutes each but this time, I can see the Barracuda did convert on their power plays. have got two for three. Eagles, one for three. So, great turnaround. Now, unfortunately, when the game turned to SAP Centre on October the 29th, it would be the Eagles. After what had been two games in Colorado that looked like it could have gone to overtime, it didn't. This one did go to overtime, and it didn't go well. Now, the could have, they had... Leads in that game twice, but eventually were undone by the Eagles in Orbital at the SAP Center in the team's home opener. Final home plate SAP Center for your Barracuda. Because remember, of course, this is the final season where the Sharks and Brocuda will be sharing SAP Center. So of course, from next season, the Barracuda will have their brand new home arenas and such. This was a bit of a bit of a sweet night, really, because it's the final time the Barracuda will have will open their home ice at SP centre, but... but we do of course look forward to seeing how it really is. I can't wait to be like Arena, I can't wait to go. Right. Nick Merkley on the Man Advantage scored his second goal of the season and an assist and now these are cool in terms of points. Nicholas Murta lit the lamp on in the first, swapping a seventy three game goal in the period, says and his last regular season goal came on March the third, twenty nineteen as a member of the Eagles. Keeper Sherwood scored twice, including the OT winner, and now leads the NHL in terms of points and is tied for first in goals. Barracuda took a season high eight minor penalties and killed off Colorado's final six man bandages. The Eagles have now scored in each game this season on the power play. Barracuda scored twice on the power play and the four power play goals over the last two games at the end of the season, nil for seven. John Laird netted his second goal of the year at the time, giving the Barracuda 3-2 lead in the third. The Barracuda, um, well, they were due to meet um, on Halloween in Stockton for the first meeting against the Heat, um, uh, and then be back on at Wednesday SAP Centre, um. With Wednesday's game being the birth of a three-game homestand, however, COVID had other matters. Now, as we're going to mention this in more the look in the second half of the Sharks' look back coming up, but I'm bringing really, really it here. Um, so yeah, the COVID implications happened with the Sharks, it meant that several players had to be called up, and I commend them for this. You know, it's not easy having just played a tough game against the Eagles the previous. Not yet. Not. You thought you'd have a day's worth for you to fly to Stockton. But those players that had to play in that game in peg, I commend you because it was not easy. And we're just so lucky. We are just. So, I'm gonna mention it again in the look back, but we're just so lucky to have the Barracuda in Zade's white well. so We are just so lucky. Um, I commend them for that because it was not easy. Um, so what it did meant meant that because of those implications, it did meant that the Halloween game at Stockton had to be postponed. It wasn't called off. It wasn't canceled. We had a four of Piedos last season across the NHL. It was postponed. we uh, due to the uh, COVID-19 protocols affecting all these in our day. Um, so it will be rescheduled at some point in the year. Um, obviously, you can follow the Barracudas on social media to find out when that will be rescheduled. Um, yeah, so a couple of background cells were all as, as well were put into the current protocol. I'm not gonna name and shame, it's not right me to do that. Um I'm not, I'm not I'm gonna dare do it. Um but yeah, so that meant uh we would the back would then end the month there, so Yeah, so hmm, not a great way to end the month, was it? Little nasty stinger there. But not bad. Not bad for good for for your first start of the year. So yeah, of course, what's going to be not, not a nostalgic season because, of course, this obviously is the final season for the Barracuda Crew. piece of their, their brand new arena opening next season. So, the Barracuda record for the month then is 2 1 1 0. Because the AHL, we don't we separate OT and shutout losses, which actually works a lot better. AHL used to do that. So, it's two wins, one loss. One OT loss, no shutout losses. That's how it works. In the AHL is so much more better. <sighs> well, I've learned. I've come to learn by now that the AHL does things a lot better than the NHL does, especially when it comes to pandemics. <laughs> but that does it for your first edition of Kuda Corner for the 21-22 season. Okay, so it's now time to pick up where we left off with the lookbacks. Does it feel disability bird? Does it feel a bit lengthy now? Well we've got two sort of meaty main sections. I don't know. It I just do it know helps to just keep the lookbacks at the beginning, end of the show, so it just helps a smooth uh, transition there. Okay, so after a great first start to the month to the month, and obviously as a whole, you expect there to be at least potentially one bump in the road. Now for me, I felt that would be either the Toronto game. Or this game we're about to talk about, because we're two big opponents. You gotta remember that since the Toronto game, it's been game rest game rest game rest. So one day play a game, next day you tie it off. You go back play. So you know what I mean. So it's a growing taxing schedule. But what do you do? Especially you an extra team in the league. All um, right. Right, so October twenty four, Sharks at Boston. We have not beat the Boston Bruins in Eva Barn since twenty fifteen. Alright. I had to look this up drill last season. Um and the last time we beat Boston, Eva Barn was twenty fifteen. Alright? And the Sharks um commentate on wonderful kind of team. They actually mentioned that, that was in Boston, so we haven't won in Boston in twenty fifteen. So I need to look when the last time we won in in in, me, now I hate matinees. I'm not a morning person and I'm, I'm just I'm not a morning person. Um now where a blend of coffee that you take in the morning, whether it's a mocha, mocha a latte, or a cappuccino, frothy coffee, or just plain or just a white white one. Where you take, the shark's got a massive blend of that all down them. They just just weren't ready to go in that game from the moment the puck dropped. Okay, it was ten AM Pacific time, one PM in Boston, and here in Manchester it was six PM um in the evening. Um, yeah. Just just, just weren't, the moment that puck dropped, it was just Boston was just struck and it was twenty seconds in, the first goal. it was just uh, it's never any mark how like that happens. There's just no way you can come back for that, it's just so how you just got to try and ride with it, um, you know, and that first one was, it was brutal to watch. I just, I just felt, every time Boston's top row was put out on the ice, they just struck, they just capitalised on the opportunity and they were just basically all over the te- the sharks, they just, just could not get into them. Um, also Boston had a lot of possession in what was, um, they had a lot of puck possession. It was, a, I think the team's biggest test so far. Uh, they just weren't able to sl- just sell themselves to the game. If they sell themselves to the game, they might be able to take the boss, but just not sell. And yes, they did a little late comeback in the third, but I just couldn't get excited for it because time was running out. It was running out. And of course, you, did get, you didn't come in from destroy in the second period either. If they've got through in the second period, like maybe one goal, then it might have been different. We could maybe have gone to overtime maybe and catch someone on a point, you know, but last it wasn't... Eh. So, three sharks, four there, in what could have been a lot worse. Right, October 26th. First night on ESPN! i uh, I'm not thrilled about it either. Uh, now, I'll be honest with you, I was, as my good friend Brody Brazil put it in one of his videos, I was distracted with this, from this game. Um because um I do follow mainly baseball. I am an Oakland Ace and we're going for a very tough time at the moment. And on this d- day, stop turn we had the next step in the Howard Terminal saga or call it that. Um, big Meeting. Um now it was supposed to start at eight o'clock in the evening, Manchester time. So just when Bake Off was starting, so it's fine, way before the game, Got then you've got, got loads of time. No, no. The meeting went on till about 5am in the morning here in Manchester. Um. So even well after the game was got with Sharks game, and Fish, it was still going on. There was a lot of speakers talking, a lot of public consultations. A lot of it was just a bit of, really? Really? Do you know what you're talking about here? You know, I oh, just saw that. Um, in the end, though, we did get the boat got our way, although it doesn't sort of feel like it's our way given how fragile and messy this whole thing is. So I was sort of distracted from this game, uh, and also it was on ESPN, so I'm just going to be like, mm. I never like it when we have national broadcast because we don't get to have our one, we don't get to have our wonderful broadcasting team because we've got one of the best broadcasting in the business, you know. So I know I don't like it when you have to when we a national game. It's national game, you know, because we just do not get to have them. They were a bit a lot better than ESPN, though, by the way. Because, oh my god. Right. I'll get the ESPN So I double way, then we'll go with the GameStop. Right. ESPN. Just, what? what are you thinking? Their kind of I thought, were a bit a lot narky. They kept calling our players tired. And I'm like, well, if you've been on a five-game road Barmy road trip not just a five game road, but, but a balmy road trip that started out in eastern canada then moved to massachusetts and then finished up in Tennessee. you too would be exhausted it's about at least a couple of different time zones to, 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 to adjust yourself with you oh my god what's that during the first intermission their on-screen graphics showed it was one nil sharks where it was actually one down nashville now I'm sure we would have not even 1-0 sharks, but it wasn't 1-0 sharks, it was 1-0 nashbots. Like you just have rubber sign the wound. You know? Also, what is up with those colour schemes? Dreadful. The last bit really really ticked me off. Now, I don't like to pull out the disabled card, but I'm going to pull out the disabled card. Because ESP at one point just they didn't have the competition. not talk. It was called the it's called they call it the rush. There their way to get you to hear the sounds of the, of the hockey game, but I don't want to know that! Okay. bro you've got to remember, when you're commenting on the game, you've got to remember, you've you charted it up. Most members of the pu- of, the, of your, your being public aren't going to be as sassy and as nauseous about the game all, and all the, the little minor details as you are. So we're relying on you um to, to help us out. If the goals happened, how do the you know who got it? We can't hear what's going on. You know? It's not able to people like me, so I don't like to print the disable card out, but I'm gonna do it, because ESPN. What are you playing at? What are you playing at? Uh. So they just were not ready at all. At, at all. Um, now, this was. Well, I was paying attention to it. <laughs> this was an extremely frustrating game to watch. And on top of all the other a stronger for me, it just made my stress levels, I was even more higher. As just the sharks had again and again and again and again and again had so many opportunities but just couldn't capitalize on them, and that burners, you know. Also, it's not helpful if you keep your, if your opposition to early power play. no you know um, as you see, Soros, I bet he's gonna be frustrated to get the shot out because he look, cause it looked like he was on course to get the shot out, he was brilliant there, and of the course, he, I feel. Showed us why he is now the successor to Pacarina, who of course retired at the end of last season. So of course, obviously, Starz is obviously going to be the the, the worthy heir and successor. He showed us in that game, so we're going to, need to be a lot better the next time uh, we play the Predators. We um, yeah, actually got two more of those to come, but yeah. So I bet he's going to be thinking, "Oh, if only I could have got that shutout win. Oh, I could have got it." Yeah. Shocks. They had so many opportunities, but they had far too many icings. They had it in Osware, had it in Nashville. Oh my god. Is is gonna be the main sticky point we have in this season? I just feel like so far on Tiroport, this is our fourth season now. I just feel like in each season, there's one little thing we just keep talking about again and again and again and again and again. Last year first season season one it was DeBoer not charging goals, so it's obviously shouldn't have. In season two. It was power plays. Last year season three it was basically rebuild, 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 rebuild mode. Alright? Because some people did get a bit of it thinking, oh maybe, maybe but that like, no rebuild, rebuild, rebuild. So this year gonna be icings, icings, icing, icings! But it's just far too many of them. And we all know the rules. If you commit the icing, you can't make a change. You have to keep those players out on the ice. So that's gonna make them tired and so yeah but yeah so oh god right finally we're back on home eyes oh 3-1 with the final score in nashville by the way to put the prizes there yeah All right. october 28th finally we're back on home eyes against the canadians well, well 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 this was not our finest hour here and i kind of felt served last year's nasty habits came back to play so those nasty habits were the second period no that's what it was about last year season three sorry season three last year we wasn't banging about being a rebuild, we were banging about second periods that's what it was sorry i might not yeah season one it was peter ball not challenging goals he should have season two it was the power play last year season three it was the second period being a nemesis for the sharks this year it could be icings. hopefully not but yeah so there's a lot old nasty habits from last year, which got us birds so many times last year, came back to play this game. Second period, power play not being a scratch it has been so far. I just thought we saw a completely different Canadian team than we did in Montreal. I mean, they have got a few wins now under the belt. Um, unlike some teams in the Western Conference. Chicago, Arizona. Yeah, well, well, no I uh, it's just a completely different team. And that's the beauty of the game. That's the beauty of the sport. You can play, you could, you could crash a team heavily one night, and then a couple nights later, you face that same team, and they take it to you. And that's what we had here. The Canadians they just showed more aggression, more offence, and they just catalyzed on every opportunity they had. All things the Sharks did not. Um, now before the season started, he was asked me which team would be the ones to shut out the Sharks. I would have said the Canadians. In fact, I would have said Nashville, because so you know Pecorino is now retired, UT Stars can quite easily beat still at there as we thought. So I would have said, I probably would have said even Nashville or Tampa Bay. So but of course, we don't play Tampa Bay till the day before we have our Olympic break. That's the first time we're going to see Tampa Bay, so yeah. So I, was, I was really sure think it was Montreal, I thought we might have got at least one board, at least. But, wow, Jake Allen. He was brilliant in the net and he did what UT Soros could not do. Right. Halloween Eve. So that's a 4-0 loss to Canadians. It was time for Halloween Eve. Or as it was known here in Manchester and, and across the whole of England, Cox clock's going back. Yeah, so it's so it like, Oh God, time di- differs and all that. Oh my word. October the 30th. Right. First time we would get overtime this season. 2 1 win for the Sharks and overtime over the Jets. Um, Again, different story type was a few. Well, on that opening night. Fifth story there again. A lot more. T- Winnipeg brought the game a little. They gave, they gave it a little, They had a a hot streak going on with this one. Oh my god. This was a major character victory. For the Sharks, against the backdrop of everything that happened in the build-up. And I want this game to send a clear reminder to Commissioner Bettman, Deputy Bill Daly, and anybody else who thinks COVID's gone away! Because COVID's not gone away, my friends. Did you have my little Frozen reference day You know, we, do, we do on snow uh, uh, well, I was like, it's that you can't wait! like the there, okay? Because guess what? Covid's not gone away. It's not gone away. Alright? Because it it's sickened me in the build season when these were like, oh, we're going back to the pre Covid days. And I'm like, what the hell are you talking about? We're nowhere near pre Covid days. Alright? Because, number one, we have a new team. Hello, Kraken fans. Hello Kraken Nation, you got a new team? Number two, the Desert Dogs. Hello Desert Dogs fans. Desert Dogs on the Central. Number three, we have a new schedule matrix. Okay? The only thing that has gone pre back to pre- Well, the only three main things that's gone back to pre-current times are H2 games, the four division setup, the Atlantic, Metropolitan, Central, Pacific, and the playoff system. So boo to that! All right, this is not back to pre-COVID times. All right, we're in a brand new world. We're a brand as the episode title says. We're a brand new na- ma- new matrix. All right. So basically, I want to say to anybody who thinks we are back to pre-COVID times, we are not. And basically, what you gotta do is deal with it. All right. Just, as you are up north, deal with it. Because I have. I have. Somebody's with me in my sector, the plot art, but I've dealt with it. So you do with it too. So I wanted this game to serve as a reminder to anybody out there who thinks the, b- the bias is now gone, fish. Let's talk about them all. Uh-uh, bias is still here. Alright. And unfortunately for us, we lost seven players. Seven players. Uh, I'm not going to name and shame. I don't think that's right. Um, it's not very fair. We don't need them. They don't need minor violence it. It's not fair. I'm not going to name and shame. All you need to know is you can, but it's public knowledge, by the way. So you can go and look it up for yourselves. But I'm not going to do it because I don't think that's about fair on my show. It's not fair to do it. Um, but you can look it up. It's is, it is public knowledge. It's the publish who It was. So they name and shame. But I'm not going to name and shame. So seven players did enter the code protocol list. And also, the coach Bob Boomer, he also ends this too. That's the wrong name in trade, but it's good Um, yeah. So it meant that we had to call up people from the Barracuda, who obviously just played a major game last night. Um, kind of say how lucky we are to have our American Hockey League affiliate in the exact same town as us. We're so lucky because if this had happened to any other team, they would struggle. Particularly some of those teams who have got um, their affiliates in completely the other side of the country. So, Carolina and St. Louis, they're like the two main examples. you Because know, Carolina, um, their affiliate is the Chicago Wolves. The Blues affiliate is the Springfield Thunderbirds. If that happens to be one of those two teams, I don't think they would be able to, to play the game. Because there would be been no way they would have got their players called up in, for those two teams in time. So. We're so lucky here in Saturday, that we have our HR team, our HR team in the exact same town. I just want to commend the Barracuda for that, I want to congratulate them for just uh, to step up the there, because it was not easy. And of course, they were supposed to play the Fortnite after, but it didn't go ahead, and um, that would be scheduled to mention the cool corner. But yeah, but oh my word, so 34, right. Okay, it's might be more tricky than 4. Yeah, I don't blame you, I, I'm not surprised it was this tense, but... In the end team Amaya, he was the overtime hero got the win in our first time of the season but yeah but it's just such a major character win not just to end the skid but also the with the fact that the bias is there okay so this is i want this game to be powered so the third year i want it to serve as a reminder to any of the, of the people who think COVID's now gone away COVID's not gone away COVID staying, alright? COVID staying, right? Chances are, for the rest of this decade, we're gonna just still focus on COVID. COVID, 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 COVID. We're gonna still be dealing with the effects of it, alright? So say goodbye to any thoughts you had of COVID being gone until at least 2030. Alright? Minimum. 2030. Minimum, alright? Forget it. We're gonna be talking about this virus. There's still quite a long time to come. And that's why I do not like. How the. New the it's <laughs> in charge. Oh, 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 oh my god. I want to swear. So badly right now. But I will not. Because I this is a podcast. And I am not going to let my standards slip. No matter how. Being I am, no matter how see I am. I will not let my standards go. <laughs> not wait. Uh, but yeah. So let's just say so, as a reminder. This 2-1 win over the Jets, let's serve as a reminder that COVID is still here. So that ends the mum. So, record for the month is 5-3-0. Now, what's interesting about this mum as a whole is, apart from that shutout loss to Montreal, the Sharks went in every single game. Even the Boston one. You know, because obviously it ran away at the start, but they did call away back. So, really... That record could easily have been 5-1-2. Because if the Sharks were able to have got the late equaliser in both Boston and Nashville, they could have at least gained away with a point, and then it could have been 5-1-2, rather than being 5-3-0. That, that, that would have been bad. That And this record, though, is twipped for me. For me, I felt it was imperative in the, on, on that game as Jets. I felt it was imperative to win that so we could go... Five three zero and not be 4-4-0. It would, it, 5-3-0 to me sends a sign that your team's on the right track. 4-4-0 is just basically it's back to what it's been like the past two seasons. Okay, so that's the record for the month. 5-3-0, five wins, three losses, zero OT. Right, it's just left to do the highs and the lows. I'm going to do the low put away first because I think that has to be the Montreal one. Now... I know, so you're thinking, why are you not going for the one in Boston? Well, it's Open Month. You know me, I like to be lead on Open Month and not go for the bleeding obvious. Um, but for me, the Montreal World for me was just the worst of, the, of those three. Because, um, I very easily could have given it, to, given it the one. World. That, you, know, cause you know me, I have actually done the past. Pointed while but went to the low point, because I just thought we weren't good at that one i could call up one too but um no I to give it one because I, uh, i felt the demons of last year were back on show and i don't want them to be on the show all right well, i want us to turn the call we've got to try and turn the tie in, so that's so the october 28th game against montreal that's the low point now the high point of the month what's gonna be the highlight oh it's it, it really is tricky it's tricky um But I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to give it to opening night, so October 16th in our 5... Sorry, 4 free Winner (laughs) for the chat people don't want to go now. Oh, I'm getting into that one. Because, oh my word, I just loved how we got into Winnipeg's heads. I was loving it. Because obviously we had to come back from being 2-0 down. And then, once we got back from 2 0 down, we just never looked back. And I loved how when Bolster's goal went in, went, we went, and it was like, we got into their heads! That is what I want to see from your 21 22 Saturday Sharks! Get inside your opponent's head! Frustrate their gameplay, making it hard for them to want to play the game! Get inside their heads! And that's what we saw! It was just like, yes! You know, because quite a few teams this month have thought, well. stars, Zay in town, we got their number, and we in I are like, eh 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 Nope. Toronto said one, one of those teams of their number, but eh 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 But we're not going to talk about that. So that's great. So that's going to be the high point of the, year of the month, October 16th. I will reject. That's going to the high month. Right. Before we go, let me just quickly a little check to see if I can get my mailbag. a quick little look. Uh, is mum leaving? No. No, no, you can now send us um, your thoughts and all things going Our mailbag is now open. Um, you can get in touch with us at t- our show's official email address. It's podcast at com. I should have mentioned that at the beginning of the show, shouldn't I? Right, I remember for next Mum's Day, I remember to mention it at the start as well as the end of the episode. I'm going to do that. Yeah, so it's chillportpodcast at gmail.com. That is our official email address now. You can get, I can use it to get in touch with, us, with your thoughts on how, of how the mum's been. Look at me your thoughts. Also, if you got any, um, questions, a card prize will definitely answer them, but we'll give it a good go. Send us in two. And also, if you got any, uh, suggestions of what we could do for a future episode of Chillport Bids, I'd love to have those too. It'd be great to have those as well. So yeah, so that's what we want to see We're here in the mailbag we want to see your thoughts on the month that's happened your questions and your tillport big suggestions get those in so it's podcast at gmail.com um, that is our show's special email address I'll, mind it, I'll say it one more time so you got it stuck in your heads podcast at gmail.com that is how you should get in touch with this show and remember if we can, if we get if we've got enough in the mailbag so if we if we get a fair amount of, of emails we might just read them out on the show we might as well to do that so yeah so that's some, so that, there's so a number of ways uh reason to get involved and uh, to send your mailbag. It could be bringing on the show. So get me. So remember. One more time, chillportpodcast at Jill.com. That is how you can get in touch with us. Okay, so nothing this month, but who knows, we might have soon uh next month but say So, so if you got all your address now. No excuse getting in touch with us, we'd love to hear from you. Um that does it today of today's show. It is so great to finally have uh Charles Season back. I kind of feel like my infuse levels are, are slowly, not there yet, but I feel they are slowly getting back to what they were pre covid time. So we're getting there, folks. We're getting there. My infuse level is returning slowly by slowly, game by game, Bob by bump. Okay, so coming up next, on our next show, we're going to be looking back on how things have been going in November for both your Sharks and Barracuda, and we'll look forward to see which of our Western Commons rivals will be featured on the West Watch. it's very exciting times um and of course you can listen and subscribe to us wherever you get your podcast we're back on anchor we should never have left in the first place we're back on anchor our public page is anchor.fm forward slash tiraport. that is where you can find out where we are this are not too sure where to find us then visit our public page on anchor.fm. It's anchorfm forward slash T-report Visit that, and it will show you where we are distributed, so you can find out where you can get your podcasts and listen and subscribe to us. We're, 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 we're able, but, 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 anyway, yeah, you can check out our public page on anchor. Do find that how it's anchorfm I'll see you on the next show. There's no left for me to say until our next show. All that says, and so I will leave you now. You've been listening to Tier report the podcast made by a fan for the fans. Don't forget, you can listen and subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. Just visit our public page at Anchor.ofm to find out where we're distributed. Also, make sure to subscribe to the George Hunt YouTube channel to catch up on all our latest editions of T-Report vids. And you can now email us your thoughts on all things Niles sharks at T-Report Podcast at gmail.com. report podcast made by a fan for the fans.